0: fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. The Final try and it's
1: ready. And for the here touchdown. What a great second. Here the, oh, here comes the ball. Oh, here comes the ball. Oh.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal. Paving your way, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, fantasy excellence, fantasy championships, all that great stuff. I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones, coming at you for our Monday show. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. Wolf, how you doing fantasy-wise, regular football-wise, life-wise? Anything else you want to share in the next couple minutes before we get into it?
1: Life-wise, fantastic. We got our cats on tonight, facing the Bills, number one seed up for grabs. God, I can't wait for that. Uh, snow's coming down. I think that favors our run game, favors Belichick, just the better coach. I'm pumped for tonight, baby. I cannot wait. Just love when any good Monday night action is great, but when it's your own team and it's like the the number one seeds on the line, what could be better than that? So I'm stoked for that. Uh, fantasy wise, I lost to the 11 seed, or unless Dawson Knox outscores Stephon Diggs by 14 tonight. <laughs> You never no. know. Maybe Stefan tweaks something and Knox goes crazy. But I'd say 98% chance that I have lost this week. And I have already clinched a playoff spot, so that's kind of nice. But I was in, in the running for a bye. No longer the case if I do, in fact, lose this week. So that kind of hurts. It's a big kick to the nuts to lose to a uh, inferior opponent. He had a Gainwell go for 18. I think 1% of people started Kenneth Gainwell. He was in it, and he had 18 fucking points. Uh, that type Great. of week. you know. The, there's these random shit bums. That he put together and decided to have the best game of their seasons. Dallas Goddard was like an okay play, but twenty six points from him. Come on! So I got smacked around a little bit. I believe you had a pretty good. good the last couple of weeks you've been pretty fresh <clears impressed throat> coming on this show, but you look like you got a little bit more cheer to the face, which yeah, is a must. But you look better than usual. <laughs>
0: yeah, I clinched my playoff spot. My league is just—it's kind of like the actual NFL. Everything is really, really packed at like uh, yeah. you know six and seven, seven and six, all that going into the week. This win put me at eight and six. I should probably be at like eleven and three, but I, mm. I eight and six, and that's gonna clinch a playoff spot for me. I'm currently in the number two spot. The first two teams mm. get buys. I'm nice. the I'm the leading scorer, so I would have the tiebreaker. Uh, so I got if I win next week, I'm gonna get a buy. Which is, you know, there's nothing like, better in fantasy
1: than getting a buy.
0: No. Uh, also, coupled Although with we, that,
1: we talk about it, Nat. We do. I feel like the bye week gets your team soft. The teams that come in hot, it's always like the five and six seeds that end up winning titles. So that's why I'm kind of getting ready to scrap. Like, you know, I (laughs) if
0: I I don't get the bye, I'm still going to go in, obviously, guns blazing. But my team is kind Mm -hmm. of the walking wounded. Also, if I can wait out the bye, there's a chance that on the other end of that bye, Antonio Brown would be back in my lineup, which would help me immensely. Although who the hell knows with him? um yeah my game was a shootout uh everything was pretty even going back and forth back and forth you know i had cooper cup but then he outmaneuvered me with justin jefferson um you know so it was it was a battle back and forth eli mitchell for me uh you know i I was winning by like two here and there and where i actually won the game was at our flex spot where Mm. he came with rex burkhead and i came with t higgins
1: oh yeah uh, i mean that's come on and that that was (laughs) right that was it that was Yeah, it. So that's anyway. like a, a, a senior taking a fifth graders lunch money. Right. Right. There. It was <laughs> nice. Look
0: pretty awesome. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah. we'll talk so, about him soon. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about him. And so that that worked out pretty good. Unless I get outscored next week by like 80 to 90 points, I'm going to win the points title, which nice. has which is it's a payoff. So that means that I'll make money no matter what happens. At so that makes me feel pretty good. So that's it's why nice. I look a little, albeit a little bit better
1: this week. In I like it. I like it. That's probably why it explains it. Wolfpack, I saw some of you guys already commenting what you did. I think Sarno said he had 200 or something crazy like that. Love to hear it. Let us know how you guys did this week. What else you're clinging to tonight if you need some Monday night football hope. Of course, if you have any questions heading in tonight, we're going to cover the, the game and whatnot in a second. And then, of course, we'll hit all your risers, fallers, and <clears throat> talk about the usage that matters. I know it's late in the season, but the stuff still does matter. There's still some very clear-cut Risers, swallowers, and some guys available in leagues that we're going to talk about. So come on in, crack a beer, pregame this awesome Monday night battle we have coming forward. Get all those questions, comments, and of course, that like will help us grow. If you enjoy listening to the boys, you want to help us grow new subscribers. We're now 60 away from 2K. Oh, wow. We're getting close, folks. We're getting close. We're closing <laughs> in. Uh, so fingers crossed. Hopefully we can yeah, get there. You Private got like addicts.
0: access to your mom's account or your grandmother's account. Just get in there and, and <laughs> give us a subscribe. We'd appreciate it.
1: Who are these foul-mouthed men that keep popping up on my computer, Johnny? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. No, I love it. But, yeah, thanks again, guys, so much for being here. We're pumped to have you in here for a Monday night show, or if you're catching the replay, welcome on in. This is one of my favorite ones that we do, recap in the week. I feel like a lot of people just only look for, like, who do I play? What do I do next? It's very important to look at these stats, and I can't wait to dive in.
0: All right, let's do it. Let's get right in. Quarterbacks, this guy's um, been Matt, gone for
1: before we dive into those, I didn't put anything at the top. Okay. I'll just quickly hit the Monday Night Football update. If anybody's been looking at Twitter, the weather is disgusting. It is just pure snow, wind, I think 45-mile-per-hour winds right now. One of those games Whoa. that would just suck to be at if you're, like, up there in the bleachers just getting your face peeled off by the wind. But you kind of love those things, too. Uh, but, yeah, gross night for kickers, gross night for passing deep attacks. I imagine it's going to be a ground pound game and that I think favors the Patriots. In my opinion, better line, better run game, better coaching. I think it all is going to line up for a Patriots win here. But if you're playing those like Monday night football showdowns, I'm going double Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, hoping they pound it in going Pat's defense. I do think Josh Allen makes a, a good play. If you really wanted to captain him, obviously you know, he's got the leg points too, but I'm avoiding the Stefan Diggs's, is the, the deep threats like Nelson Aguilar, Maybe Jacoby Myers or Beasley in the short passing game get a little boost, but that's how I'm attacking this Monday night football showdown slate for any of you guys that play DFS or have sit-start questions. And the last guy I want to mention is Matt Breida, who has led the Bills in backfield points in three straight weeks. He's still out there in 60% of leagues right now. So over half of leagues, you might have a shot at him. Why not stash him ahead of this game? If you have some trash to cut right now, go ahead and do it. Go pick up Breida before he becomes one of the better pickups. Uh, it's not looking like a great pickup week. He would be the, probably the number one pickup. Go get him now before you have to go contend with everybody else.
0: Uh, I agree with you that the Patriots running backs are better than the Bills running backs. I'm not sure that the Patriots running game as a whole is better than the Bills when you take Josh
1: Allen into account. Yeah, he certainly brings that dual threat eligibility, you know, obviously more mobile than Mac Jones. And Mac Jones, like tweeted, I haven't seen snow before ahead of the game. Right long con he's just trying to lull them into sleep i love it mac jones oh, i can't but wait I,
0: i'm so looking forward to it because my game is decided i got nothing this is just me watching football and i actually yeah. care about the game and i'm just gonna come out and say something that I never thought I would say in the past, I think I'm pulling for the Patriots.
1: Hey, that's literally the first time I've heard that come out of your mouth. I wish I had, we, well, we haven't recorded. You know what? We will, we're going to cut that clip and save that in the archives forever. I'm just going to replay that when we win the Super Bowl. I'm pulling for the Patriots. I'm I might have,
0: I might have pulled for the Patriots when they played the Bucks earlier this year, too, actually. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You I know it. Like, there's been a few games that I don't hate, the, I don't really hate the Patriots anymore. Yeah. Weird. I'm surprised. There <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'll, All right, let's go. Quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, he's been out for a while. He's back. 11 out of 15 completions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Then he added that Konami upside that the Wolf is so fond of talking about. 59 yards on the ground and two more touchdowns there. So four total touchdowns. Uh, That's a a really good comeback game. Not not overly impressive yards-wise, but the guy got it in the end zone a bunch of times. His team got the win. The least talked about least uh predicted for the super bowl 10 and 2 team probably ever
1: exactly right we talked about that on thursday but man he looked just as good as if he's you know they took it so slow and cautious with him it was kyler from beginning of the year where 30 points is kind of the norm for this guy the way he was zipping around the field uh he's so quick and nimble it's deadly so i absolutely love it i also love her right? i get my text messages popping up on my computer tunes don't worry. I'm already on cutting the truth uh, saying he's rooting for the Patriots here. So we already have the audio. Thank you, Tunes. That's I, why we love you. I mean right
0: it. <laughs> I mean it. And I don't even hate the bu- the Bills. I I really like this Patriots team and I like the narrative.
1: I fucking love it there. Awesome. Well, another mobile quarterback, this one going downhill though, Lamar Jackson. Mm. I mean, he's been under 16 fantasy points in three straight games now, 253 yards, a touchdown in the air. that like most of it came in garbage time, the last drive. I shouldn't call it garbage time. The game was on the line, but still seven points in that last drive. He was at 10 points heading into, you know, 30 seconds. Didn't it
0: remind you of that Russell Wilson game last week? Exactly. Where he did nothing. It It was, that's what I'll, that's all I could think about the whole time. And and
1: he blew the two point conversion at the end, just like Russell Wilson. Just like Russell Wilson. Right. He had 55 rushing yards, which for Lamar is actually Mm -hmm. down from what you normally expect. So this is just looking gross for him. He took a big fall on my rest of the season, big board. He'll still have another 25, 30 point day here or there, but there's some pocket passes, you know, as much as we love that Konami upside when it works for a guy like Kyler Murray right now it's rearing its ugly head for Lamar in the sense that he is not throwing with any type of accuracy or consistency and it's killing it. Let's get on the pocket passer that we were just alluding to.
0: Tom Brady, thirty-eight yeah. out of fifty-one, three sixty-eight, four touchdowns and a pick. The pick was costly. Like I, I feel like they didn't they run it in from like three yards away or something like that. That Wasn't huge the fucking deal. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But they did win thirty to seventeen. Brady had a monstrous fantasy game. What else is there to say? I think he put up thirty-six in my league, something like that. Might have been the QB one, uh, maybe Herbert. I don't know. But anyway, he had a great game. Uh, not much else to say about the guy. He's proven
1: it all. Hopefully, the Bucks now back on the right track. They've been skidding a little bit. It's just wild to be his age, and he's on pace to set the NFL record for pass attempts in a season. And I know the extra game does help, but even without that, he would have been on pace for the most pass attempts. I think he threw like 30 times in the first He had 20,
0: 20. uh, at least 19 in the first quarter. Might have been 20. Yeah,
1: because like 15 of them went to Godwin in the first quarter. (laughs) It was insane. Uh, We'll talk about Godwin in a second. But he's also now has six games of four or more touchdown passes. No other player has more than two. On the season, so I, I think he's does that definitely deserves some MVP conversation. Oh, absolutely. absolutely! Age, what 40, it's just crazy 40 that he's doing this at 44, whatever he's even at 80. He's going to be continuing to do it. It's the best, I love it. And Justin Herbert, another pocket passer that just slung all over the yard 317 and three, an interception, but still a big win 41 to 22 for those chargers that is big stuff and i just love it. a big game atmosphere against a good pass defense this is typically where we've seen him gonna kind of go boom or bust lately he's really started to steady out i don't know that we can continue to call this guy the boomer buster uh for about half the season it was either he's under 15 or he's getting 30 lately he's been 20 plus nice and steady and and he's now up in my qb6 range for rest of season rankings
0: all right kurt cousins the worst good fantasy player yeah. <laughs> uh, probably in the nfl you know, when I I don't know about you. I, I see the eye, the eye test for me this guy doesn't pass. He just no. doesn't but his numbers 30 out of 40, 340 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. no picks again. Oh, by the way, they lost to the Lions. Yes. Which nobody exactly. else can say this whole year. I don't know, man. I I don't think this guy is a very good football player at all. His fantasy numbers are totally respectable.
1: Absolutely. Every week in and week out, I think the same exact thing. You know, he's dinking and dunking, and he looked just shitty. He's missing wide open receivers from time to time, but it ends up getting the goods done. And that's just all that matters in fantasy wise. But losing to the Lions, how embarrassing. That's kind of why I put this on here. If, because- hey, I mean, have you
0: ever seen worse defense on a fourth and two uh, from the, you know, in goal to go? I mean, they're just like, let,
1: get the guy. let's not yeah. cover this guy. Let's just let him sling it in there. I love that Jared Goff got it in there. Me I too. Love- I was pulling for him. <laughs> It's great too. My like my nephew's just got into football. He's he's uh, six. He comes like running into family dinner, like the Lions won. The Lions won. It's just like great to have like people caring about it in that sense. And do you see rap Sheet's thirsty tweet as well today? No. Oh, there's I wasn't. <laughs> so Jared Goff's uh, wife, a swimsuit supermodel. Yeah, yeah, was mirror, I'm familiar like, with his wife. You saw that video where she's like yeah. gets the call and oh yeah 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 yeah. We, we know what the camera is focused on the entire time, and and uh, <laughs> he rap sheet retweets it, just goes, this is great. <laughs> and just no other context. So the comments are destroying this guy. What's great, Ian? Like, what are you looking are you at, Ian? <laughs> like, the thirsty police are out to go get him. But, yeah, it was good stuff. A Great win. Congrats to the Lions. And good, good Kirk Cousins game. He just continues to do that. And Joe Burrow, we talked about some injuries on here. He did injure his finger, but he came back and played through it. He's expected to play through it the rest of the year. He ended up going for over 300 in a TD. So his play wasn't of note, but the fact that he is hurt, Still playing through it, though. Uh, that's kind of what Burrow does. One of the toughest players in the NFL. Good to see that he is he's going to be okay and continuing able to play the rest of the year.
0: Supposedly, Davis Mills is expected to start week 14 against Seattle. Uh, Tyrod is considered week-to-week, <laughs> but a lot of people are saying he might be done as uh, Houston's quarterback moving forward. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say this is particularly good news for anybody that's a Texans fan. Mills hey. has played uh, six games, and he was pretty awful, so he's back. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I guess you get a late season audition to see does this guy have any shot at being something of the future. I think it's pretty clear based on the early season, no, is the answer there. But hey, we already know what Tyrod is. Like, whatever. Let's see what this guy does. And the last quarterback we're going to mention is Big Ben, as hideous as he is. Did get a big win over the Ravens this week, went 236 and two TDs. The only reason he's of note, though, is after the game, you know, the athletic speculates based on some comments they saw reading between some lines. They think they're going to go in, lean into that that no you know muddle huddle they call it like the they they huddle up really quickly and get to the line and move it big ben was very efficient making some of his best throws of the season in that type of mode and he's still cerebral in that sense he was like
0: okay i I feel like there's been so much smoke blown up this guy's ass for this game starting with tony romo commentating and then just spilling out oh did you see how great roethlisberger was it's like he was like okay he was okay. Yeah.
1: It wasn't great, trust me. But we're talking about, you know, he's ranked right now alongside the Andy Daltons and the, the nobodies of the NFL, the Davis fucking Mills. So I, I bumped him up a little bit on the rest of the season day board, given he does have an easier schedule, given they might move this no huddle attack a bit more regularly. It, it, there's that narrative street to it where it, it's coming out. It's his last season. So I could see them just letting the guy uncork it for these last few weeks and him having a couple useful days. So if you're rolling around the mud, you get the right matchup for Big Ben. He's better streamer than a lot of the people he's ranked alongside. That's really it. I'm not saying he's this like QB1 lock him in type of guy. No, he way. is also throwing to Deontay Johnson, who's just which great. is all that all you really need. My yeah. God, that guy is a monster. I and I, a monster.
0: I have one, you know how you're you know, you still blow a little smoke off OBJ's ass because he wanted you a title once. Ben did Ben was my quarterback on one of my title teams, and so I will always have a little bit of a yeah. soft spot for him, but I know a washed quarterback when I see one. <laughs> He's so watched. Oh yeah, uh, give give us a like if you haven't already. We're getting into running backs. Javante Williams, your boy, the guy you benched for Tony Jones Jr. last week. Twenty three rushes for one hundred and two yards. Also six catches for seventy six and a touchdown. And this is in a game that the Broncos scored nine points. So this yeah. guy is essentially the Broncos' offense. Their passing game is unspeakably terrible, except to him. Uh, he nice. caught a bunch. So great game for
1: Javante. He's the real deal, man. Led the team in targets, led the team in receiving yardage. Obviously was the complete and utter engine with those 29 touches. Just a good sign, Melvin Gordon being a free agent next year. Just like a quick little preview of what this guy is going to do in 2022 when he is the feature back, assuming they hand the keys over. And maybe they just give it to him the rest of the year. Why not at this point? They should. 100% look at what he did the guy's a monster they already should have been but now that the how do you cage a beast essentially is what happened this guy looks I don't know As Derrick Henry
0: they did it to him for like three years before
1: he busted out I know I I just hope they don't do that to Javante here especially when they know he's going to be the future guy next year we know Shermer their offensive coordinator has typically loved his bell cows I'm hoping we get A big season-long end-of-season push here. Gets the Lions next week. Imagine if Gordon's out again. We might see 150 from Javante Williams next week on the ground. Uh, 200 total yards type of game. Just love to see that, that 178 total yard and uh, touchdown performance. Beautiful stuff from one of the best up-and-coming running backs. In Dynasty Leagues, you'd have to have him in your top, I I would say, top five, maybe your top three moving forward at this point. Uh, Another guy that's kind of resurging here towards the end of the season, Antonio Gibson. 23 carries, 88 yards, not the most efficient, but still got it done yardage-wise. Also had five catches and a touchdown with 23 yards coming through the air. He now leads the NFL in carries since they had the bye four weeks ago. Uh, He actually has more carries over these last three weeks, uh, or four weeks rather, 95, than he had from weeks two through eight combined. So 95 carries across those games, uh, only 91 across those like seven other games. Insanity, how they're finally using him as well. He's now averaging 24 carries, 90 rushing yards, four targets per game, right around 19 fantasy points in PPR leagues per game. He was averaging about 12 PPR points per game before they, they came out. And by the way, Washington's won all four games since they started feeding this guy. I imagine that she's going to continue to ride this gravy train. And fantasy owners, if you sur- somehow survived, this guy's your second rounder till this point. He might carry you to titles. Love to see it. They're in the
0: playoff hunt, for God's sakes. <laughs> Everybody's in the hunt. <laughs> Why, well, it's true. Everybody's in the playoff hunt. <laughs> um, I, just backing up on the Broncos one more time. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, I'm speculating, but I want you to envision a world next year where you're talking about Javante as your undisputed running back and Aaron Rodgers throwing to those receivers. Oh, and, um, uh, they could be pretty awesome. They would be
1: um, one of the favorites in the AFC uh, easily. Oh, or maybe the oh, yeah. favorite. Maybe the favorite. And a, and a team
0: just like Green Bay uh, playing in Denver that has like a, a decided home court advantage or home field uh, advantage when you have like a real guy running the team.
1: And I'm, not- I'm already thinking of Javante as like a number five, like top five running back in my rankings for next year. But if you put Rodgers there and you make that offense that explosive, he'd be in the conversation for, like, one overall. And I know that sounds insane, but, like, truly, like, Jonathan Taylor, he's going to be – speaking of one overall. I'm, I'm yeah, just gonna let's go. The, Jonathan I'm, I'm
0: Taylor, 32. Yeah, I went against there. this guy last week. I went yeah. against this guy this week, and he had a great game, and it wasn't he enough. survived. 32 rushes, 143 yards, two touchdowns, and, uh, you know, win over the pathetic Texans. But still – Yeah, the guy was great. He was not targeted in the passing game at all, which is interesting. Still had a monster fantasy game. And he did fumble uh, once the game was already wrapped up. But still, can't argue with that.
1: Nobody's been better uh, since Derrick Henry got hurt. There's really like no one even close to him. Across his last 10 games, the next closest player is like 85 points away from what Jonathan Taylor has been doing. He's been a top 10 PPR running back in 10 straight weeks, playing nearly 80% of the snaps week in and week out. Just an absolute bonafide, utter, complete stud. You know, no need to go on much more on that one. Guy who's going to see his role change. One of the actual risers of this list, not just stats that are important, but a guy that's seeing a big, meaningful role change is Josh Jacobs. Had 13 carries for 52 in a TD, but that's not the important thing here. It's the nine receptions. I think that tied a career high. Uh, actually, it doubled his, his career high for receptions right there. Never mind tie it, doubled his career high for receptions. He'd never been more than five catches uh, in his career and that's because Kenyon Drake was carted off he's been diagnosed with a broken right ankle he'll be done for the year but he already Josh Jacobs was seeing your know, seven targets five targets you look at his, his game logs four to five targets uh, across the last four weeks this was now the explosion game though and if you get this type of three down work moving forward the rest of the year he, he's right up into my top 25 overall in the rest of season big board year
0: Are you talking about Jacobs yeah. Well, he was – I mean, let's add the Kenyon Drake news to that.
1: Oh, yeah, exa- we did. Yeah, I talked Perfect. about it. Oh, okay. Broke. I
0: didn't know if you touched on that because it's a oh, big deal. I sure deal. did. All right, David Montgomery talking about guys whose stock went way up. 21 rushes, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, also had eight catches for 51 extra yards. So mm-hmm. that's, that's – PPR, that's 13 extra points just tacked on whatever you got. That's a real thing. And he's got some easy games
1: coming up, right? Oh, cakewalk schedule. Just like last year where he was the running back one in your fantasy playoffs, that could happen again, certainly if – Just like last week, he had 22.5% target share. He hadn't seen above eight on the year. That's an insane amount of usage. I don't know if that will continue if Andy Dalton's bench for Justin Fields. That might lessen the the appeal just a little bit. But man, with that type of schedule coming up here and that type of usage, it would be crazy. I I don't know if this is going to give it away because you're looking at the show sheet now. But do you know what running back leads the NFL in receptions right now? I'm actually not looking at that part. Who would you guess? um, Leads the NFL in receptions. Don't look at the show sheet.
0: Oh geez,
1: I mean, is it Montgomery? It can't. No, hurt. no, he's been hurt for so long. No, right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought you were trying to. It check is, it is a wild person, though. Like it's kind of crazy.
0: All right, give me like like five seconds here.
1: Um, man, feel no free to guess as well if you don't know this stat. Let me know who you think leads the NFL. I have no team. idea.
0: I really don't. Who I mean,
1: the, the common guesses are Eckler, Najee Harris. Eckler like, is probably the, who
0: I would have guessed. The
1: common ones. Leonard Fournette actually leads the NFL in receptions right now. 58 catches for the running backs. Opposition. Okay. That is the most in the NFL. He had another eight targets, hauled in seven of them for 48 and a receiving score. It was a beautiful one-handed grab too. He added 44 yards on the ground, didn't actually score there. But man, that type of three-down involvement's insane. I feel like we've been, all preseason, we're trying to chase you. Know, who's going to be the James White? Is it Gio Bernard finally? Fournette just came right in, took a three-down roll, and ends up being one right. of the top values Tim Gronk, a lot of these great values coming from the Bucs this year. Probably him more so than anybody. Uh, really one of the top guys you could have had in fantasy football. I was off him and I'm pissed about it because he Me is too. an absolute beast.
0: I just think any, I mean, it's been proven out, so this is not a hot take anymore, but any part of the Bucks offense that actually gets snaps is uh worth having, you know. Like
1: Cameron Brady had a fucking
0: touchdown. Sure. Him, Why not? Great. Why not? But sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um <laughs> RB one lock when called upon, and this is Alexander Madison who yeah. uh, subbed in, in a you know did did perfectly well subbing in for Dalvin Cook. He started a little bit slow. Now his team lost to the Lions. Don't think it was his fault. He rushed the ball 22 times, 90 yards and a touchdown. Also at three catches for 34. It's a good fantasy day. I mean, top 20 in PPR leagues. Uh, he's he's a no brainer start if Cook's not there, like 100. percent
1: Oh, yeah. You don't even debate it. He's no-brainer, almost top five at this point. He's got yeah. 91.7% of their running back rushes, an 8% target share right around there. On the season, he's averaging 88% rushing share and a 17% target share. So, I mean, it's Dalvin, It's like you lose Dalvin, you slide him right in, and it's Dalvin Cook again. Maybe not quite as talented, but the usage is right Good there. enough, he, though. Good enough. Looks, I mean, on that usage, yeah, you're going to get it done no matter what. And he does look pretty damn good as well. I just, I'm so pissed as a cook. I have Cook. I traded Madison to get him. Back in the day, I was not able to get Madison back, and I sure as hell wish I had. Uh, Devonta Freeman, another guy we talk about seemingly every week, but he just continues to separate further and further from Latavius Murray. 14 carries, 52 yards in a TD. Also got five catches and 45 yards. Meanwhile, we had two carries for Latavius Murray, two catches as well. Uh, So clearly, all the share, nearly all of it, is going to Freeman at this point. He has separated himself. And as bad as the Ravens have looked, as bad as Lamar Jackson's looked, it still is one of the best run schemes in the NFL for Greg Roman. Great stuff for Devonta Freeman. He is a pretty much a locked-in RB, two at this point, in my opinion.
0: Here's a guy whose stock went, is plummeting just like it did last year. Remember how bad this guy was at the end of last year? Yeah. When we were just like, uh, you know, we we're benching him. He's healthy for, like, guys who are, like, crap. Anyway, yeah. Zeke rushed 13 times for 45 yards, also caught two of the three passes thrown his way for two yards uh, against the saints. I, you know, I know we're talking about Zeke here and and we can focus on him in a second. What do you think of your number one guy, Dak? uh, Speaking of this Cowboys freaking offense, what a bunch of garbage they were.
1: They were, I know. And there were some nice throws where you're like, Oh damn, there he is. That's why I have a number one. He's going to go throw three touchdowns and they just couldn't pound it in ever. I don't know what happened there, but yeah, Zeke yeah. In, in particular, like I think a lot of the issue falls on him. They keep forcing sure. him for no reason. He is clearly hurt. Like when Zeke's healthy, he's this is not a healthy Zeke. Cause I do still really like Zeke as a player when he's healthy. This is not it. He's actually only forced 15 missed tackles on 160 rushing attempts. I think Javante Williams has like four times that on that on way less than the rush attempts that he's seen. It's, it's insane how bad inefficient, inefficient Zeke is. And then you have Tony Pollard, who he comes in, he rips like a 60-yard yeah, gun. <laughs> sure. What are we doing? Just rest Zeke, get him healthy for the playoffs, as healthy as he's going to be, and let Pollard shine. He always shines when you give him work. It makes no sense. And I imagine the reason he's a big down, he felt like about 25, 30 spots on my big board. I think that is going to be the case. They're going to bring him Pollard a bit more and let Zeke get healthy for the playoffs. We'll find out another guy that did hey, well,
0: before you before you go on Eat Powder just threw us five bucks and he's got a question. So uh,
1: I think we go. got to hit that then for him. What, is, what does he right. got Eat Powder?
0: He says, hey, truth, who is your NFL team? Great show. <laughs> Thanks for helping me into some playoffs. Cheers. I can answer that pretty quickly uh, and then we'll get back to the running backs. Thanks for the support. Eat Powder. So I am traditionally a Broncos fan, but I'm an Elway Broncos fan. That's how old I am. Um, and when Elway was playing and even after a little Elway after a while, it was like a religion. I and mean, it's the way that the Wolf is with the Patriots now. It's like the Broncos won. My week was good. The Broncos lost. Like I just wanted to die like yeah. until the next week. I mean, it's, you know, only true sports fans can really understand what that was. I lived and died by what these guys did. And um, now I'm lukewarm on them because like what's to get excited about. But it's like if the Broncos got really good again, I would go all in on the Broncos. Right now it's like year to year. Uh, teams whose player combinations I like, I kind of get behind and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm traditionally a Broncos fan. I've never really had another team that was my favorite team other than the Broncos. It's just kind of hard to get behind. them. huge now.
1: My, my follow-up to that one is we, we just talked about Rodgers going there. And I know we've shit on Rodgers pretty endlessly as just a human being on this show. Would you become a, a diehard Rodgers fan so if he goes to your Broncos?
0: I'm going to answer that the same way that you know for a fact you would answer that if he had gone to the Patriots this year yeah you'd have been hell yeah <laughs> kissing that guy's ass all the time of course
1: Light i mean on, I, wasn't,
0: I wasn't a peyton manning fan ever he went to the broncos i was like all right go peyton yeah you know? so well there you guys go. a couple
1: bowls there yeah it's yeah true. there you go i I, right. I feel no i i knew you would and as would i i agree 100 percent. you know he's still talented His dick as talent as is. is talent man yeah exactly uh, and then he'd be out there to spite people too so that would be even better. Well, thank you again, E Powder, for the support. We really appreciate. It. F- wrapping up our running backs, we just a couple yep. last players here. Sony Michelle had 24 carries. So first game and like tr- he yeah, had that one featured game against the Bucks. That was a tough matchup. Didn't really do much, and that's understandable. But in his first feature work against a, a beatable matchup, the Jags clearly beatable. 24 carries, 121, and a score. Three or four targets, eight yards. Not much on the air, but still involved. And it was just a monster. Just usage. He was in on. 92% snaps, 90% of the carries. He's the first Rams rusher to go for 100 yards in a game this year, as good as Henderson's been. Sony has those honors to his name. And we have McVay just glowingly speaking about him after the game. I wonder if this hits. You know, I know Henderson's only missed. He Well, he's actually active yesterday. It was an emergency situation. So he's probably not going to miss a ton of time. I, imagine, I wonder if Sony kind of forces a gross committee here uh, for the end of season for all you Henderson guys. And I've been a Henderson. I loved him all year it could kind of muddy the situation up given how well he played. And either way, the ultimate handcuff with benefits that this type of performance is in his realm of possibility.
0: The number one guy in our league has Henderson. So I'm hoping to see this turn into a committee that just absolutely pops him week by week.
1: Same with my Uh, league too, yeah. Tevin
0: Coleman, 11 rushes, 58 yards. The Jets week 13 loss to the Eagles. He also had three catches for another 19. I rolled this guy out in my starting lineup. It's kind of like what you said. He's gross, but it's a usable volume. Right. It's like, you know, I think he got me 10 or 11 points, which was fine with me. Uh, Certainly better than Tony Jones got me the week before. So it's not like I'm overly impressed with the guy. But if you're going to have a running back on the Jets, this seems to be the guy to have. Right. 84.6
1: percent rushing share, 11 percent target share. It's hideous, but that is a ridiculous amount of volume. And as you said, unlike Tony Jones, he does actually do something with the volume. And Zach Wilson actually looked like better than he usually does, at least. So maybe this Jets offense it won't be quite as inept here down the stretch. I just want to mention Hilaire, again, dominating the cashier. 14 carries compared to five for Daryl Williams. Now, the mentor did come in. I love that nickname that Proto will give the mentor, by the way. Hilaire got three catches, 28 yards, did okay. But we did see a little bit more receiving work go to uh, Williams. So it's not like a complete separation. Williams had
0: 11 PPR
1: points. It was yeah, he did okay. a respectable I- game. He won me sixty bucks on DraftKings. I'll take it. Like he, he ended up being my like sleeper player. I said he was yesterday. my
0: sleeper of the week on the show, and you mocked me.
1: I know, and I ended up using your advice, and it won me sixty bucks. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it just goes to show, though, again, hilarious. Around 70 percent of the, the rushing share each and every week here. He's he's right back in that like nice running back two range that you can be confident in.
0: Uh, we don't even need to waste any time on this, but Seahawks running backs, Rashad Penny, ten <laughs> rushes, thirty-five yards. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 11 yeah. rushes, 16 yards, and a <laughs> <had> touchdown. <laughs> um, that's the Seattle backfield for you. Now, Travis Homer had like a 75-yard uh, run on a fake punt or a fake something that was pretty awesome. So that's cool. But, uh, you know, you probably want to stay away from this backfield.
1: Always, yeah. You, you already knew that, but just wanted to emphasize, Adrian Peterson has only made it grosser. Uh, hideous. Miles Sanders, yet another great game. Uh, not great, but actually this was a pretty good game. It was pretty,
0: I went against him. It was a good game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he ended up having like about 15 fantasy points. Uh It was dominating the rushing share with 66% of the, the running back rushes. Pretty solid, 24 carries. was actually a career high this last week. I think his rushing was right in the top five of his career performances, too. He did get an ankle injury, though, so we wanted to mention that. And, of course, even with all this, he still hasn't scored a touchdown. He has 135 touches without a touchdown. Nobody else has any more than 70 without scoring a touchdown this year. So he's nearly doubled up the next closest guy without scoring, which is abysmal. And that's why Kenneth Gainwell, 1% started Kenneth Gainwell against me, of course, still somehow outscored Sanders, even on his best game of the year. He still wasn't the highest scoring Eagles running back. That was Gainwell with 54 yards and the touchdown on the ground, that bag of fucking shit. Five catches, 33 yards. He's going to cost me my buy. Kenneth goddamn Gainwell. Quick
0: reminder me. that in San Francisco, it's the Eli Mitchell show. Jeff Wilson, the Wolf's boy, did not see a carry in the 49ers. Week Three 13 loss to the Seahawks. I can't remember when the last time the Seahawks won was. So that was significant in itself. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell, meanwhile, did not have a very good yards per carry game, but he did rush 22 times for 66 yards, and he did score. He also had three catches on all three targets uh, for 18 yards. I played him. I think he scored me 17 or 18 fantasy points in PPR the, the, the guy's a horse, man. I think his last three weeks he has carried the ball like an average of 25-plus times a game. He's a yeah. workhorse. He's tough. He's talented. He's explosive. I love the guy.
1: 27, 27, 22 carries across his last three games. 23% target share last week, 10% this week. He's kind of taken over. He was in there in every situation, and now he gets the easiest schedule among running backs for your fantasy playoffs. As I said, he's a top 10 overall, top 5 running back for me. Moving forward, well ahead of Zeke Elliott. He already was ahead of Zeke Elliott, now clearly ahead of him. Uh, one guy that's not ahead of him, though, or, or that he's not ahead of, rather, is Austin Eckler. Just another quick update with 60 yards on the on the uh, ground, 45 through the air, and he's up to 15 touchdowns on the year. Just a crazy stat. Uh, if you ask me how many touchdowns you have, say maybe nine, You know, maybe 10, 15 touchdowns for Austin Eckler so far really? this year. Yeah, 15. Bumped ahead of now Najee Harris, who's been slightly mediocre. 21 carries, 71 yards. Did have 36 yards and five catches for the air, So, you know, 26 touches. Obviously seeing an insane amount of work. But even with that, since week nine, he has not finished as a top 10 running back in PPR leagues. So, yes, I love Harris. But I think it's time. To me, in my the season big board, I have Taylor. I have Eckler. And I have, like, Mixon ahead of the crowd. And then I think Najee's in that tier below them with, like, the Eli Mitchell's. And those guys, he's not ahead of ready anymore, in, in my opinion, despite that work.
0: All right, we're going to give about 10 seconds to Lions running backs. Jamal Williams, <laughs> 17 rushes for 71 yards. He was targeted one time. He caught it, got nine yards. There's this guy, Godwin, whatever, <laughs> who had two rushes for eight yards. On top of that, he also had a catch for 13. He ran 26 pass routes as compared to nine for Williams. Williams saw like 71% of the running back rushes. However, he was actually on the field less than half the time, which is interesting yeah. Uh, not really much else to say, but that's how the Detroit backfield shakes
1: out. Exactly. And I think it's a little bit of an upset given he is a pretty good pass catcher, good pass protector. That is Jamal Williams, but he lost all those snaps. So they made it more of a committee than I think anyone was expecting. So he definitely took a big hit in the uh, rest of the season. Big board as one, maybe two more starts, but not even as a three down back. Eh, not that interested. No, thank you. James Robinson, definitely a faller with eight carries, 24 yards, one catch, 11 yards, all of those yards scoreless while Carlos Hyde fell into the end zone with 24 carries. Robinson fumbled and then was benched for 20 straight plays, and then Hyde fumbled. It is just a gross team, a gross backfield. It sucks because Robinson is so talented, but they're not using him. Uh, I mean, he started the year uh, horrible, had three or four weeks of greatness, and then he's kind of really started to, to taper off here. Down the stretch, you've got to be worried, despite a very easy schedule upcoming.
0: James Conner, 20 rushes, 75 yards. How many touchdowns does he have? Do you Do know? Isn't that like 14? I think he, famous. yeah,
1: fourteen of uh, the season, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: Twenty rushes, seventy-five yards. Uh, he also had two catches in thirty-six and a touchdown. And one of the, the touchdown catch was pretty awesome. It was a great like spin catch over the shoulder. Yeah, uh, I've been wrong on this guy pretty much all year. Uh, he's a uh, you solid you more bench wrong
1: than there. me. No, <laughs> I but, but I was two. wrong, <laughs> as wrong as you could be. I I fucking blew that one, man. Uh, I had like the best, one of the best picks alongside Fournette, one of the best picks you could have made in round ten, and I decided to send him packing after two bad weeks. Nice, nicely done. Well, fucking horrible. Saquon Barkley, 11 carries, 55 yards. Did add six catches for 19 yards. Just gross, inefficient, but okay usage. I mean, he's now seen 16, 17, and 23% target share, but he's only averaging 11 PPR points per game, and Booker's coming in for six carries and four targets. Like, It's one of those things where you should feel better about it. It just isn't getting done, though. I, I don't know. I feel pretty bad about Saquon Barkley, to be honest, right now.
0: All right, give us a like we're going to wide receivers. We just talked about every running back in the league. So uh, hopefully that's what you folks wanted Um, getting into running backs. Uh, with an Adam Thielen injury, Nine
1: receivers you mean, right? <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: whatever. Wide receivers, uh, no, more running backs, please. Let's yeah, go. no we got no like more. 30, 40 more running backs. We're gonna run. Down. Um, Adam Thielen early in the game, I think he had like one catch for zero yards or possibly zero catches. I don't know. Anyway, he had a high angle. Yeah. He went out, Justin Jefferson targeted 14 times, caught 11 of them. I went against this guy, it hurt. Uh, had 182 yards and one touchdown. We don't know what's going on with Thielen. He's going to have further testing and all that. But one thing you do know is this probably increases Jefferson's value even more.
1: Yeah, 100%. He's going to go down as a league winner down the stretch. In fact, he already has been lately. Even without the Thielen injury, he was averaging 31% target share across his last four. In that span, 27 PPR fantasy points per game. And he just beat that this last week. Ooh, he could go nuts down the stretch. I mean, he already is going nuts. He's going to go nuts down the stretch. He is now up inside my top six in the rest of the season, big board. I, other than Cooper Cup, I mean, maybe Devontae Adams and then Justin Jefferson for me. But you could debate with me whether it's it's Devontae Adams or Jefferson. Like, who would you rather have down the stretch, Adams or Jefferson?
0: Um, I would have said Adams up until like a couple weeks ago, and Jefferson's just really been impressing me a lot. So I don't know. It, it's tough. I mean, Debo, if he's healthy, I would also consider
1: The only reason he's not in that top five for me is he's hurt right now. Um, A guy that is now inside that top five, 17 targets, 15 catches, 143 for Chris Godwin. What an insane performance. If you watch this game, it was like everything went his way the entire game. It was wild. I think it was a franchise record for most receptions in a game. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable performance for him. The most of any wide receiver since Keenan Allen had 16 in week 11 last season. Uh, So great performance from him. Just an absolute stud. Locked into my top five rest of season. Locked into the top 12 overall as well. Wonderful performance. Just an unbelievable beast.
0: Watching him get targeted that much reminded me of uh, Calvin Johnson. Mm when mm-hmm. he played with Stafford, which is high praise coming. I love Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And that, I mean, I just remember like it would seem like, yeah, you know, two out of three plays they're throwing the ball to him and he's catching it almost every time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Deontay Johnson. We talked about him. He's probably not far outside the top five, eight out of 11 targets for 105 and two touchdowns in the Steelers win over the Ravens, a game they didn't deserve to win. Uh, Johnson actually dropped one that should have been yeah. a touchdown earlier in the game, but man, he is tough to guard. <laughs> he really is. Um so anyway, great game from him. Uh, if the Steelers didn't have him, you know, they'd be even worse than they are. 100%.
1: What what an absolute beastly performance. Another game only twice this entire year has he seen below 11 targets. Insane. Insane volume. And I feel like a lot of people just underrate the upside with this guy. Like, it, he can swing weeks. In fact, I saw him. The Hills had him. She had, like, a 10% chance of winning. And now she's, like, a 54% chance of winning because of Deontay Johnson just by himself. Unbelievable. Legend. An absolute legend PPR-wise. Uh, and if they go that muddle huddle, that no, even better for him. Because did you see that, that that route he scored on? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's insane. The guy yeah. runs routes maybe as well as anybody in the league. Maybe the best route runner right
0: now. I think Cooper Cup is probably the best route runner i in the league. But yeah, I mean, I, I I, Johnson's the in the conversation, definitely. He's
1: great. The way he can stop on a dime mm-hmm. is insane. Another sneaky, unbelievable route runner, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Nine catches, 10 targets, 102 yards, 19 PPR points. Unbelievable. Uh, this, what this guy does out with their walls out of the league. In fact, out of the league, out of the game, at least. Uh, there's only a handful of wide receivers who have 10 or more games with 10-plus PPR points. They are Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, DeMar Chase, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. None of those would surprise you. Oh, and, and Hunter Renfro is on that list, too. That's pretty elite company to be yeah. mentioned alongside Hunter Renfro. What a – just a steady – we we can't keep t- saying I think the fantasy industry is like low ceiling but high floor. No, the guy has a great ceiling. No, he's really good. Like, he's just good. He's a very good player, and he doesn't get mentioned alongside the waiver wire pickups of the year uh, among wide receivers. If you have Cordell Patterson as wide receiver eligible, of course he's the best. But other than him, like Renfro is the best pickup by far of all receivers in the, in the in the league this year.
0: Unbelievable. Let's talk about Bengals wide receivers, yeah. and they were doing I this, this one to you <laughs> with Joe Burrow uh, with like his finger hanging off the side of his hand. This was a gutsy performance from Burrow. I know they lost, but he ended up with 300 yards anyway. We talked about that before. Seems like, though, Bengals receivers are even and out. And, it's you know, we talk about expected fantasy points and stuff like that. And Higgins has been up on this list for a long time. And I feel like maybe Chase had been outperforming what he was supposed to. Now it Mm -hmm. seems like it's coming back down. Higgins had nine out of 14. He was targeted 14 times, caught nine. 138 yards and a touchdown, including like some some real like whip it out catches. Did you see that touchdown catch? Yeah, of course, oh, man. Was
1: just, yeah, you he, probably were going nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was awesome. I I I really feel like he should have been doing this more times this year. Yeah. I feel like he's been the victim of circumstance. He's a really really good receiver. Jamar yes. Chase, five out of eight for 52. A home home game. Is it? Did he have? Didn't he have one where he just kind of gave the ball to the other team? Um, yeah, that was the yeah. one of the weirdest interceptions I've ever seen. And it um, should have
1: been a long touchdown. Oh, it that should was, have been like a
0: 60-yard touchdown. It was right it was there, pick.
1: perfect ball from Burrow. Yeah. I would have been
0: so pissed if I were Burrow. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Anyway, those are uh, – you know, it seems like – and if you look at, like, targets, you've got uh, – T. Higgins is out getting more targets, essentially, than Jamar Chase. You know, he's T- – Higgins, who do you like more going forward,
1: Higgins or Chase? That's a great debate. Uh, honestly, I was doing my rankings today. And, like, I keep thinking Chase, the upside, the big play, it's him, right? I, and I have them. I have them in my Detroit Lions uh, Holy Cross team, the awful team. I have them both. I've never got all early in the season. I was higher on Higgins, so I kept playing Higgins, and Chase was just yep. bananas. Finally, I was like, all right, I got to switch this narrative. Clearly, it's Chase. And ever since then, Higgins. So every you've just been match, wrong, like every it's single been, time. It's so. the worst situation. They're killing me. I think the targets have been steadily more steadily there for Higgins all year. They have. Even if I think chase might be a, a slightly better talent, like a Higgins is, as you were saying, no slouch or Higgins is really good. They are just that tandem by like the rest the, him burrow, those two, like to have that moving forward for your next 10 years is must be so exciting for Bengals fans. Uh, I, I think I might rather have Higgins because of just the, the steady volume. You know, right. I love them both. I think they're both. Uh, let me see. I'll I'll tell you what I ranked him as on my rest of the season big board really quick. As an
0: aside, Tyler Boyd also had uh, five catches on seven targets for 85, uh, which was actually the second highest number of yards he's gotten this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not dead yet. I fucking hate him though. So I have, I have chase slightly. I have chase 14 Higgins, 15, but I honestly want to flip him. The more we talk about it, it's like, I I'd rather have Higgins in my life. I'm going to be playing Higgins and chase. (laughs) Is that's going to be the answer to that question? I'm going to be playing them both now moving forward. Uh, But I probably would rather have Higgins, yeah. Absolutely. Another guy, though, Elijah Moore. It was just so good to see him finally score with Zach Wilson. Six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. He got it done with Moore. Corey Davis is also now done for the year with core muscle surgery on Tuesday. We've seen Eli Moore see 31, 34, and 33% of the targets across his last three. Great to see that production continuing again with Zach Wilson. That is the biggest uh, takeaway here. Just a stud, just an absolute stud. We were a little early on in early in the season, uh, but man, has he panned out later down the stretch here? Love the guy. What a great player.
0: Even with Gardner Minshew looking like Joe Montana, Devontae Smith only was targeted four times, caught two, two of them for 15 yards, uh, and the Eagles win against the Jets. Nothing to get too excited about if you're a Devontae Smith owner, but man, Minshew looked
1: great. He really did. I, it was great to see. i was so pumped for him too, and the, I'm sure you've seen like the him celebrating with his dad, yeah. and just like. Feel good. Who doesn't root for Minshew? There can't be anybody. Everybody loves Minshew, and you should. A waiver wire guy. We'll talk about a couple guys that might be out there in your league. Russell Gage leading him off. He's out there in 80% of leagues right now. Saw 12 targets. Caught 11 of them for 130 yards. What a beastly performance. He's now seen seven-plus targets in four of the last five. Uh, This was a season high, though. He's seen 25% target share in those four uh, games above five. Great performance from him. Uh, Solid numbers He's like the clear number one I mean Kyle Pitts Every week gets this hype Russell Gage is sneakily Getting it done Week in and week out And it doesn't look like Ridley's returning So I imagine Gage Will continue on The rest of the season Like this Good stuff Number one target On the waiver wire For me among wide receivers
0: Steven Drake has a quick question He just uh, threw us some cash And he needs 20 points tonight Half PPR Thank you man Needs your help Wolf Who should he flex Stevenson or Myers Thanks
1: man Oof Uh, And it's half PPR Man, with those conditions, I, I don't know that either anybody's gonna score above twenty fantasy points like across both teams tonight. I think it's just gonna be a gross, ugly slug it out game. But if somebody's gonna score twenty in that setting, I think it's Stevenson. I don't know. This is tough though because it could also favor the dink and dunk of Myers and like if you're thrown, you're going to the short game. But I think you're you're banking on Stevenson getting two scores. Like the, Myers right. is not gonna score. If you need twenty, you're not gonna get that from Myers. You might get fifteen as like a ceiling. You're not, getting. you're not getting 20 of anybody. It'd be like a Harris gets hurt. And then Stevenson's the feature back in a snowy game. Then you might get 20. I think you're at, I don't think either guy gets here. In fact, like I said, I don't know if any players here. Maybe Josh Allen gets to 20, but if anyone's going to do it of those two, I, I would go Stevenson. What do you think? Drew?
0: I agree with you. Although, I mean, I, I agree across the board. I don't see either of them getting 20 half PPR full PPR would even be a stretch probably right um, exactly. I, you know I, I guess if you're talking ceiling it's like you said it's Stevenson assuming something happens to Harris maybe he gets injured maybe he fumbles and Belichick gets pissed something like that and he plows it in a couple times it's a long shot but that's what it, I would say
1: exactly it's very hard for a receiver to get to 20 without either deep balls or touchdowns on this weather you're not getting deep balls and Myers isn't really a deep ball guy anyways and he has he's one he's not a touchdown guy either. <laughs> it is it, it was full PPR. Like you said maybe he catches 10 balls. Okay, he could get there. Yeah. Half PPR though. I think your best shot is going for the touchdowns with Stevenson. Uh best of luck, Steven, and thank yeah, you so man. much for the support. You routinely you toss a super chat. You're the man. We fucking love you, Steven. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Well, Back we gotta
0: fly. We gotta fly. It's 10 of and uh we still are on wide receivers. Wide receiver, we,
1: we only have a handful though. We're we're, okay. we're almost there. We're almost there. All right, good
0: there. enough. Waiver Wire, uh, two and three picks. Uh, We're talking about Lions receivers. I'm on Ra St. Brown, who enjoyed a week on my fantasy team this year, was targeted 12 times, (laughs) caught 10, 86 yards, and had one touchdown, including the game winner. Josh Reynolds was also targeted seven times, caught four of them for 69 in the Lions' week. 13 win, their first of the season over the Vikings. I don't think you get too excited about either of these guys, but I mean, they're out there probably in just about all leagues and they're both decent receivers.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go to Brown first. He seems to be the uh, apple of Goff's eye lately, but Reynolds did play with Goff over there uh, with the Rams. They do seem to have this nice rapport going on there. This week they get the Broncos, tough matchup, but the other two games to close out the year aren't horrible. It could be a stash. could be worth seeing. We'll see. I was disappointed. A faller for me this week was Brandon Ayuk. You know, with Debo out last year, he was a F- thought he was back. On, thought he would be back. Three catches, 55, and most of those came towards the end of the game. Like, he was doing nothing for three quarters. It was pretty hideous. Not much to say other than that. We'll talk about Kittle. I mean, he is the real riser, and we're going to talk yeah. about why when we get to tight ends. Probably the riser of the week is George Kittle, in my opinion. Uh, we had a couple more receivers to get through, but then we'll we'll just suck him off real dry.
0: Here's a guy that Wolf's not sucking off. Someone who oh, actually needs hey. to be cut. This is Grind Don't stop, boy, Rashad yeah. Bateman. God. He did not catch his only target in the Ravens Week 13 loss to the Steelers. Steelers. Uh, Sammy Watkins, meanwhile, was targeted six times, caught four for 39, and a touchdown, it was a clutch touchdown, too, for the yeah. Ravens. Real quick, target shares over the last three games for Rashad Bateman. 16.7. It's like, eh, okay, 12.5, eh, eh, and then 2.7. Okay. That's not too good. Um, and his weekly finishes over those weeks, this is from J.J. Zacharyson, Wide receiver 59, wide receiver 52, and wide receiver 92. He has finished in the top 30 exactly one time this year.
1: Awful. I'm cutting him. I cannot wait to cut him. It's going to feel oh, just delicious. I'm, it's one of those guys, I joke about it, but I really do it. I set my alarm like 10 minutes early on, on Mondays or Tuesdays just so I can get these guys off my roster. Tony Jones last week, Rashad Bateman this week, fucking done. So done. Get out of here. He's so talented too. It's just the most infuriating part. Unlike unlike Tony Jones, where it's just a bag of shit I'm getting rid of. I love Rashad Bateman as a player. I just, he's not getting the targets. I can't do it anymore. Mike Williams is still not getting a ton of targets. Seven of them, but Halden five for 110. It was great to see him going deep uh, routinely yet again. Two, uh, two catches for, Oh, I don't even know, uh, Mitch said, update the title. I think that's what it was. Uh, my bad. Thank you. Um, I don't know what he's saying. Still showing. I don't know. What are you uh, talking about? Super chat. It was the super chat. That's what it was. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All righty. My bad. Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate the text uh, to let us know. But Mike Williams had six touchdowns in his first five games. He has one across his last seven. So it's kind of a mixed bag here. Uh, nice to see the guy get back in that deep threat role, looking solid, uh, but only one touchdown in his last seven games. is a little bit concerning as well.
0: It's concerning, but he did get me 17 PPR points in my yeah, game. Think- although almost all of them were in the first quarter. I feel like he had like 90 yards in the first quarter. He was or feasting, like yeah, yeah. Um, Jalen Waddle targeted 11 times, caught nine of them for 90 yards, and the Dolphins win against the horrible Giants. I've been doing a great job riding the Dolphins defense the last three weeks or so. I've been playing some real shit bags and uh, they've been doing a great job for me. Anyway, uh, he exited the game in the fourth quarter, but supposedly it was just cramps and he's okay. He's scored at least 10 PPR points in seven of his last eight games. Ooh. And he's averaged 22 PPR over his last three target share over that time, almost 29%. That's great. Wow. Great stuff. Uh, great if we want stuff, to talk man. about more dolphins receivers, let's talk yeah. about Devonte Parker, five targets, five catches, 62 yards. Um, you know, And they're going to be playing the Jets and the Saints down the stretch, so who knows?
1: Definitely a solid pickup out there in a lot of leagues still. Go get him if he's out there. And Waddle, a league winner, a league winner, no doubt about it. Lockett is definitely the guy over Metcalf at this point, rest of the season. 68 yards on seven catches and a score for Lockett, eight targets. Metcalf also saw eight targets. He did five for 60. That's his best week in five straight weeks, so that tells you everything you need to know for the type of season he's been having lately. He sucks. He sucks right now. He's failed to score a touchdown in four straight games. Hasn't been relevant at all. He's seen eight targets across that span, 22% target share across that span, but he's doing nothing with it. The sinner narrative. Have you heard that narrative that because he's like in orgies with TikTok people, the good old faithful Russ Wilson's just not, not giving him touchdowns anymore. Not, not throwing him in the end zone. It seems like it's happening. I don't know. The guy can't score touchdowns anymore. and He's one of the best threats in the league. I don't know what's happening.
0: Arizona wide receivers were awful. None had, none had more than two touches. There were only 15 pass attempts in the game. This is in a game where Murray accounted for four touchdowns, two of them passing. DeAndre Hopkins, two catches on two targets. Who's going to target DeAndre Hopkins twice in a game if he's healthy? He did get 32 yards and a score, but still, come on. Rondell Moore, one catch on two targets for eight yards. Zach Ertz, one catch on two targets for 10 yards. Christian Kirk, one catch on three targets for four yards. I'm not making these stat lines up. Also, A.J. Green, one target, one catch. 14 yards.
1: Wow. What a pile of dog shit. Only Hopkins is usable at this point. Uh, and even that barely. Is yeah. Right. Awful. Uh, Darnell Mooney was a stud for the last four weeks. Why is you 14 or above for three straight? And then he goes for 527. It was a gross conditions type of game. I'll, I'll give him a pass, but still with fields back, I feel like he had his ride through the sun. Not looking great. Neither is Cortland Sutton now. Just we have him on here weekly as a fall. He's droppable. How low does it get? Oh yeah, he definitely cut cut Sutton, cut Bateman, cut them all. Two catches, fifteen yards, eleven percent target share since Judy came back. Just hideous. He was the wide receiver ten for a while. Awful, just awful fall from grace here. Uh, A couple want to talk about how bad the Jags are. Why would you even mention them? I don't know why. Sure, I'll
0: I'll, I will because I have a question about this. So we got we're going to talk Laquan Treadwell supposedly stock up four out of five. Uh, targets he caught up. 62 yard whatever in Jacksonville's week 13 loss to the Rams <laughs> and then we got Chenault and Marvin Jones down LaVisca Chenault three catches on five targets 30 yards Marvin Jones two catches on three targets for 11 yards let me ask you a question how far down exactly can LaVisca Chenault's stock go like it's, it's hasn't not it not dropped
1: Marvin. every single week of the year I think it's like – we just want to keep emphasizing how – Okay, low well, it's still
0: goes. pretty – it's still low, folks. you are John,
1: clamoring for him to keep rebounding. It's like, no, stupid. it's done. The show is done. I don't know why you'd roster him. And at this point, Jones droppable as well, especially for guys in these explosive attacks. Behind Cooper Cup, the wide receiver one, we all know that. But Van Jefferson, six catches, 41 yards a score. Odell Beckham, only two catches, 28 yards, but also a very nice touchdown. Both those guys, I think, very viable as wide receiver threes. Moving forward for your fantasy lineups, love them both.
0: Washington receivers, terrible. Terry McLaurin, three catches on four targets for 22 yards. uh, And they still won that game, by the way. Curtis Samuel caught a one-yard pass, a negative one-yard pass, sorry. Uh, So he literally (laughs) got negative yards on the day. Um, And then he also had two carries on top of that, which he also ran for negative uh, one (laughs) yard. So Curtis Samuel accounted for negative two. Let's count again. That's negative two yards in the win against the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Crazy. I can't believe this McLaurin crap, though. It's it's horrible. It's he's so hard to bench, but man, it's like he he's like Mike Williams, he's fancy Mike Williams. You know, he, he blows up every now and again, so you keep him in your lineup and he just sucks. Let's talk about the riser of the week, though. And last we have yeah, this men. is your guy. Man. We'll, be you. we'll be with you. Your questions, all your comments leading into this beautiful kickoff. 2070 here, get the thumbs up one more time, and any new names out there. I saw some new names in the comments, love to see it. Awesome to have you here with the Wolfpack, but consider being a permanent member by joining, subscribing. Uh, It'd be awesome to help us get to that 2K goal. We're about 60 away, baby. Love it. But the riser of the week of all positions, in my opinion, George Kittle, 9 of 12 for 181 yards, two scores. He had 12 targets, 40% target share, 47% of team air yards, 28 routes on 32 dropbacks. He also played in the backfield. He was, he was like the new Debo Samuel. It was unbelievable. And, yes, Debo will be back at some point. But even still, Kittle could go down. We keep talking about how easy of a schedule these guys have. We haven't focused on how easy it also is for George Kittle. I, with Kelsey sucking it up all over the place, I think I have him on the list here somewhere because he had fucking, what, like four catches, the entire Chiefs passing attack, three catches, four. Well, generous. Three for 27. I think Kittle has to be in the conversation for number one tight end moving forward.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, he looked great. It's hard to tell because, like, we've been. These guys have been, just like every week, it seems like somebody else. I mean, Kelsey. It's usually Kelsey, but like someone else is stepping up big every week. I don't know. It's a shuffle. You could get really lucky on one of these guys and end up with like the top guy through the playoffs. Kittle's the guy who I've certainly been most impressed with as of recently. Although value tight end of the year, Rob Gronkowski, eight eight targets, four catches, fifty-eight yards, and two touchdowns.
1: Might be hard to pick against him. I know, right? And that 27-yard touchdown he had was so beautiful. Just a classic. I've seen that play in New England so many times. And it was so sexy to see. With no feeling, though. Tyler Conklin, nine targets, seven catches, 56. Uh, solid day for the guy. Not bad at all. Dallas Goddard's in that conversation, too, mm. for tight ends. If Minshew's playing, he did have six catches, 105, and two touchdowns. I think all of it came in the first half, so he could have had a monster day. That was a solid effort. It did come with Minshew. So let's see it happen with Jalen Hurts, who's already been named their starter out of the bye in week 15. Ah, but still, I know. Too bad for Goddard and some of the passing game weapons. I'd love to see Minshew get a shot. But I think Hurts has earned it at this point. So let's see what he does down the stretch here.
0: Yeah, I don't hate Hurts or anything. But I do think Minshew is
1: probably a better quarterback than him. And I'll tell you this oh, yeah. Minshew
0: a better quarterback than 10 or 12 starters
1: in the NFL. Definitely. 100%. In terms of pure arm, yes, Minshew's weighted. He's no a he's a it. he's a good quarterback. I want um, to see him get a fair shake. I really do. I want to see you him mean like not a not
0: playing for Jacksonville.
1: Sure, not playing for Jacksonville. Exactly. Like yeah. I think he could be a legit starter. I th-
0: I don't know why Denver didn't try to get him. Right. Yeah. Over Bridgewater.
1: You know, there's a million
0: teams that should have tried to get him. Anyway, um, Darren Waller's replacement. He was much lauded in the weeks, days li- leading up to this week. Ooh, Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau. Well, Foster Moreau had one catch for 34 yards. <laughs> No one's too impressed with him. Um, Slightly more impressive, Mike Gusecki, 11 targets, seven of them caught 46 yards in the Dolphins' win. Not too bad. Some of those Dolphins receivers did something this game.
1: Yeah, exactly. A lot of targets for Gusecki, kind of inefficient, but still good to see the guy as as a clear-cut alpha among his team alongside Jalen Waddell. Last but not least, Logan Thomas did suffer what looked like a brutal injury, but the test did not confirm a torn ACL. So maybe it's not as bad as it looked. I wonder if you'll have him anyways, whether it's an ACL or MCL. I I don't know. He's probably done for the year in fantasy-wise. Might be back real-life-wise. We'll see. Uh, He was looking so good, though. It's disappointing because it looked like the tight end pool would finally have another good member there. Uh, And last but not least, that Chiefs passing attack. Let's just mention for our boy Mitch Chavez, one of our favorite viewers of all time. What the fuck is happening? Pat Mahomes, 185 yards a pick i was eight spots below on Mahomes this week and i remember i was like last time i was low he had like 500 yards no not this time you were on it this week yards four carries and 12 in a td so he kind of salvaged a little bit of his day but that was pathetic and obviously kelsey floundering with 27 and three tyree killed two for 22 oh what a disgusting floor yeah they won but damn that's hideous what's happened to mahomes and him i don't know
0: i don't know all right let's hit the mailbag Patriots just went uh three the Patriots just went three and out. They rushed three times for like four yards.
1: Damn, we got a fucking <laughs> one of those games, baby. All righty, let's buckle on up. Let's go, Pats. Thank you guys so much for being here on your way out. If you haven't already, hit that thumbs up. It would be so appreciated. If you haven't subbed, you're new here. We'd be really so appreciated. Thank you guys again for your super chats, all your support for supporting us here at the street. We breed and feed you fancy wolves. I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. A wolf of the fancy sheep guys. Be that wolf
0: we still show straight ahead, definitely. Second effort, third effort, touchdown. Oh. That's pretty awesome. That's old fashioned football, right there, folks.